HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Brooklyn Ball Factory, a Japanese eatery and coffee shop in East Williamsburg, with a new location opening in Hell's Kitchen. Learn more at bkballfactory.com. I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Japan Meets. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and the director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from a studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every deli and supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify it in this program, program with my cool guest. And my guest today is Mutsuko Soma, who is a soba chef based in Seattle. Everybody knows ramen in, this, uh, in the U.S. now, but soba is not very well known, despite the fact that you can find a soba shop at almost every corner in Japan. And Mutsuko studied soba making in Japan and has worked as soba chef in Seattle for the last seven years. So today we will talk about Mutsuko's interesting career de- development to become a soba chef, what exactly soba is, what it is so po- why is it, it is so popular in Japan, and how to eat soba, and much, much more. But quickly before we start, uh, Heritage Radio Network is a not-for-profit organization, and we need your support. So please go to our website, heritageradionetwork.org, and click on the pounding heart uh, to, help us, uh, to help us. So thank you so much. Now let's start our conversation with Mutsuko Soma. Hello, Mutsuko. Welcome to Japanese. Hi, thank you for having me. So um, the first, uh, you are from a Tochigi prefecture in Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, according to the 2015 data, Tochigi is the fifth largest soba-making prefectures, uh, prefecture in Japan uh, out of 50 prefectures. So did you eat a lot of soba when you grew up? Yes, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> my, my grandma always make me soba when I was a kid. Uh, she lived in also Tochigi Prefecture, mm. one hour away from my house. And I usually visit her house once a month. Mm. And my cousin and uncle usually visit her same time. So my grandma is like preparing large batch of soba for us. Mm. 
that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Right. So what kind of person uh, your, your grandmother was? She was like old school farmer. Like she grew everything by herself. Like she grew rice, buckwheat, vegetable, and also she like foraging a lot. Mm. Like spring time, she catch you know bamboo shoot. Summer time, she catch true water crab from mm. river, and you know fall time also mushroom. Wow! Mm-hmm. So she's like a totally sustainable Seattle kind of person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but you told me uh, before the show we were chatting, and she had only one one arm. Mm-hmm. So and she still made a solar. That's yeah, that's impossible. She lost her arm like when she was young by accident. Mm. So. She makes soba, but her technique is super unique.、Mm. Usually, when I make soba, I use like large bowl to mixing dough.、Mm. But since she has one arm, she uses skinny pitcher to mixing dough,、mm. like using like both leg to holding pitcher and just mix,、ah, mix, mix. Right.、Uh-huh. Also, she has like、um, old school kitchen.、Mm. It's like not ele- electronic at all. Wow. She uses wood fire to cook noodle because wood fire has like high temperature.、Mm. Then she uses、uh, well water to shuck soba. It's <laughs> <laughs> like totally slow food.、Uh-huh. She gave me a present of、uh, slow food in Japan、right. or something like that. Right. Wow. So that experience was like biggest in,、um, inspira- inspiration for me.、Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, but speaking of what, when did you come to the U.S. and why did you come to the U.S.? That was 2001 after I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I was interested in cooking, but I couldn't choose like which cuisine I should pick. Like、mm. maybe Japanese, maybe French, maybe Italian. Then 2001 fusion. Cuisine was popular,、mm. like Wolfgang Puck. Right, that was、uh-huh. a good time. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, oh, maybe I should go California.、Mm. They have like melting pot culture. Like I can learn traditional things from you know authentic people.、Mm. You know Italian food from Italian, French from French people,、mm. and also combination of lots of、um, different things.、Mm-hmm. That's why I chose California. Right. So you didn't think of making soba at that point? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you went to、uh, the Art Institute of America,、uh, Seattle,、uh-huh. and then、uh, majored in culinary art.、Uh-huh. Right. And so, where did you work after graduation from the the Art Institute? I work at.、Um, well, first of all, I moved to California to Seattle, right? Because、mm-hmm. I found out like California has basically no season. Always right. Right. <laughs> So, oh, so like Seattle has four seasons: mountain, ocean, pure water, great、mm. ingredient. So, I transfer school to Seattle. Interesting,、uh-huh. huh? Because、um, you know, people say the whole bounties in are in California,、uh-huh. and then you decided to to go to Seattle. So, what's the difference? Like,、uh, it's more kind of、um, I don't know, the seasonally distinctive, like you said. And more different kinds of ingredients.、Instead? I notice lots of things are similar to Japan. Like、uh-huh. I said, four season and micro season. There's twenty four season、mm-hmm. in year,、right. I believe. Ah,、oh, interesting.、Uh-huh. And there's a rainy season too, <laughs> like in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So,、um, so I'm sure you did well at school.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, so, where did you work after your graduation? The restaurant called Harvest Vine. Mm-hmm. Which Basque Spanish 
influenced restaurant. Wow. Uh-huh. That was the beginning of a modern Spanish time, or they do more traditional style. Okay. But has French influence and Spanish influence because mm. somewhere between Spain and France, mm. and also they have mountain and ocean, so uh-huh. lots of seafood, lots of meat, like goat and cheese. Mm. Uh-huh. Well, sounds like your grandmother founded uh, yeah, 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 some yeah. basic idea of cooking. Uh huh. My mm. chef was kind of my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're always uh, lucky to have masters uh-huh. in your life. Okay. And, uh, and I also heard uh, uh, in 2006 you became the executive chef mm-hmm. at a famous French restaurant called uh, Cheche uh-huh. at the age of 25. So how did it happen? I was kind of lucky. Initially, I was started as a sous chef. Mm-hmm. Then executive chef, like, quit like shortly like has high turnover that mm. point then I got promoted of course I was very working hard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but executive chef at the French because uh-huh. you were working at a Spanish restaurant and uh-huh. now you're French so was it difficult to switch to French French cuisine well Harvest Spain was like heavily Basque influence so more close to French side so mm. it's not hard to transfer Okay, mm-hmm. right. So Basque is between Spain, Spain and France, so yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so, and then in 2008, you moved to Tokyo mm-hmm. with your American husband. So what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always wondering, like, oh, can I do a good job in Tokyo? Because mm. people say, oh, your food is great in Seattle. But I'm always, like, thinking about my cooking, like, okay... I may be good here, but I may be not good in Tokyo. So I want to challenge myself. Mm. And my husband is half Japanese, so he always wants to live in Tokyo. Ah. So we're like, let's do it. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's great. And then, so he decided, like, both mutually agreed to move. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So um, what did you do when you were in Japan? So I found that... Um, Working kitchen is very hard. Like, I have to start over from dishwasher or something. So mm. that time I was interested in wine a lot. So I study wine more than took sommelier exam in okay. Japan. Mm. Then I was working as a sommelier in French restaurant. Right. Mm. <laughs> You're such a go-getter. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. So... And then, uh, did you really enjoy working as a sommelier? Yeah, then I started liking more and more and more about wine. Mm. And I started visiting like wine country, like Yamanashi or like Nagano Prefecture, mm-hmm. which is uh, a great place to growing Japanese grape and making wine. Right. Actually, Japanese wine started to be really started to be finally recognized, uh-huh. and they have a unique uh, grapes. Yeah, like, like kosher grape. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but you didn't stay in the business, obviously, in wine, so... Well, actually, after I was in Tokyo, I moved to Yamanashi. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) To do, um, like, part-time chef, part-time, like, wine-making and grape-growing job. Wow, it's like a dream. Uh But where's your husband? That time, uh, he got job offered in Seattle, so he moved back to Seattle first. Okay. So mm. just by myself, went to Yamanashi. Mm. So, wow, your husband is very supportive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And well, I noticed if I leave U.S. more than six months, 
I lose green card. I didn't know that. So、mm. that point, I lost my green card.、Right. Then I was reapplying green card. Then I was waiting for my new green card to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> wow, which could take a long time. A lot. My case took like two and a half years. Really?、Uh-huh. Wow, even if you're married to an American husband.、Uh-huh. Wow, that's very difficult. So, so you had to spend two and a half years by、mm-hmm. yourself. And so you were running a kind of a kitchen、mm-hmm. and doing a sommelier and a chef.、Mm-hmm. And then you, you didn't think of being a sober thing yet? No, then after a busy season end,、mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what can I do? What can I learn when I'm in Japan? Something I cannot do in the US.、Mm. Then I'm like, oh, soba. Okay, because you're so familiar with、uh-huh. your grandmothers. I was lucky enough, I never had dry noodle soba until I come to the US.、Oh. So I'm like, oh, dry noodle suck. I want to、right. have fresh soba. Oh, you were so lucky.、Uh-huh. Mm. Then I was looking for soba school. Initially, I was thinking, oh, maybe I should ask my grandma, but she has one arm and she has like super amazing, crazy technique. Like, oh, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> right.、Uh-huh. Okay. So, so you, you went to learn some soba school or something like that? Or how did you learn soba? That、like、soba school is connected with GAN, which I work after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, there's a three story building. Like, first floor restaurant, second floor meeting facility, and fourth floor is like teaching class with like dormitory.、Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow, dormitory.、Mm-hmm. That sounds like a very traditional. Yeah. It's <laughs> located in Tateishi, which is a drinking town. So,、mm-hmm. I had lots in, of fun. In Tokyo.、Mm-hmm. Right. So, so you just you, you signed up, and then、mm-hmm. they, they start teaching you in、uh-huh. a traditional way of traditional soba. Wow. How long did it take? It's a one month program. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. How did you find it? Online, I was looking for like, oh, somewhere I, I can stay. So,、mm. like, sopa class with dormitory.、Mm. Okay.、Mm-hmm. And then, did you see any different、uh, k i n d of techniques compared to your grandmother's? Lots of difference.、Mm. Uh-huh. I'm glad I have two arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, I mean, what is so special about soba for you? You know, like,、uh, of course, it's、uh, the memory thing, your taste. Your palate is trained to t- taste the best soba,、mm-hmm. but is it, you know, it's such a challenging technique,、uh-huh. right? So, but you still wanted to learn and be、uh-huh. a master of soba? I think all technique has like meaning, like all process is like so beautiful and like carefully made. So, it's like a making a base, like how to say,、um, If I'm like, making soba make me, my mind clear.、Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Zen process. Yeah, zen moment. <laughs> right. So, we're going to talk about、uh, the exact process later. But,、uh-huh. uh, oh, that's interesting.、Uh-huh. So, the spiritual aspect of making soba. Yeah. Right. Okay. And、uh, so, what was the biggest challenge technically to study soba making? Because everything da- done by hand and humidity change. Mm. And temperature change every day.、Nice. So, how you add water, how fast you are adding water, how you want to mix, like change every day, every moment. So,、mm. you have to be careful, like, what ingredient this ingredient wants, like,、mm. as a buckwheat flour need. Right.、Uh-huh. So, it sounds like you have to be present, mindful, yeah. Zen mindset,、uh-huh. <laughs> seriously. Wow, that's interesting. 
And uh, so after you finished school, what did you work in Japan as a soba chef? Mm-hmm. Actually, I stayed two more months so I can learn how to make buckwheat. Mm. I met buckwheat noodle from Washington State、okay. at soba school.、Mm. Oh, maybe I can bring stone meal to US. I can make my own buckwheat flour. Mm. Mm. Interesting. So that's the majority that's used in Japan, the, the flour, from, so buckwheat from、uh, Seattle? Mostly from China and some from Canada, some from Washington State.、Mm. But Washington is the largest state. To import buckwheat from the US.、Mm, interesting, but、mm. not much in Jap- Japanese buckwheat. A lot more than Japanese made buckwheat. Okay.、Mm-hmm. Wow, that's been very impressive. I didn't know anything about that. Okay. So, yeah, so did you work at the restaurant?、Uh-huh. It's kind of a crazy story. One of our same school graduate students, he figured how to make opium from. Shichimi togarashi. Oh, that's, that's uh, shichimi is uh, a seven flavor. Po-、uh-huh. Togarashi is that、uh, pepper. Yeah, But yeah, then yeah, yeah. he managed to make、uh, opium. Because、okay. <laughs> shichimi has poppy seed. Right.、Uh-huh. Then he got busted by police. <laughs> he had a beautiful restaurant in Karuizawa,、mm-hmm. which is like summer vacation, like touristy place, right? Right, like a Hampton like, summer resort kind、uh-huh. of.、Right. So, me and my soba teacher and other graduate students、like, got bonded to do a one summer only soba restaurant in there,、mm. at his restaurant. Oh, wow.、Uh-huh. So, you got lucky. He was unlucky, but <laughs> <laughs> you got lucky.、Mm-hmm. Right. How do you like that experience? It was good, like every day busy, so I got like, lots of hands on training a lot. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then eventually you decided to go back to Seattle.、Uh-huh. Um, That fall, finally, my green card arrived. Oh, so. <laughs> celebration. Okay. And your husband is, of course. Yeah, he was waiting for me.、Mm. Okay. So,、um, so, how did you start your career as a soba chef in Seattle? So, soba noodle wasn't popular in Seattle at all. People associate soba noodle equal dry soba noodle.、Mm. So, I started doing pop up. Okay.、Mm-hmm. Which, like,、uh, Using restaurant space to do like one night only restaurant. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. A Japanese restaurant? Both Japanese restaurant, American restaurant. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you're serving traditional soba noodles. Mm-hmm. Mm. What was the reaction? Because soba, it's hard to explain in a way.、Mm-hmm. Ramen people started to know. And I think udon, I think it's more known、mm-hmm. some, for some reason. Because I think classically,、uh, back in old days, Japanese restaurants started to serve sukiyaki、uh-huh. and、uh, udon,、um, like udon dishes, like curry udon or something like that.、Uh-huh. Right. So, how, how did you explain to your customers what soba is? And I just explained like, basic things, you know, from buckwheat flour,、mm-hmm. mm-hmm. handmade. It's like a fresh pasta of、right. Japanese way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, people started to get interested in、mm-hmm. soba. Okay. And they like it.、Mm. And then in 2013, you opened、uh, Miyabi 45th、uh-huh. as a chef and a co-owner.、Uh-huh. So, what happened and how, how did it、uh, happen? Well, one of the restaurants I pop up, the restaurant owner is like, oh, your concept is great. Like, let's do a restaurant together.、Mm. Uh-huh. Wow, that's very nice. Yeah, I was lucky. <laughs> Like, is he an American person? No, she's Japanese. Okay. She also has soba,、uh, sushi restaurant. 
oh. in Seattle. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like Seattle is very uh, food-rich, also Japanese food-oriented city. Yeah. Interesting. I think because Seattle is similar to Japan. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, and I think uh, back in the old days, there are some immigrants from Japan, like 1930s or something like that? I think so, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so what kind of restaurant was uh, Miyabi 45th? So, because of my experience, I was like Spanish and French. <laughs> so, appetizer is kind of more European style, mm -hmm. but using Japanese ingredient. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, for instance, number one favorite dish was foie gras tofu. Mm -hmm. You know, tofu is made from soybean, but I made for, um, tofu from foie gras. So, oh. kind of texture. Tofu and it is tofu, but foie gras. It's like a cross between tofu and foie gras mousse. Mm, mm -hmm. Like a richer, yeah, yeah, yeah. More koku people say in Japanese, <laughs> right? Like richer, denser uh -huh. mouthfeel. Okay. And then in terms of soba, what kind of soba did you serve? So I did half traditional mm. and half creative one. Because people think, oh, you're having noodle restaurant, where is your ramen? Mm. So I cannot say, oh, sorry, I don't have ramen. Mm. Or I don't have sushi anytime. Right. So my answer is like, okay, we don't have ramen, but we have similar things. Mm. Then I create called chashu namban. Okay. It's a hot soba noodle, but having chashu and marinated egg on top. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, well, maybe you can uh, we can explain you can explain to our listeners because soba basically the most bare classic one. Mm -hmm. What kind of dish is, uh, is really typical when it comes to Japanese traditional soba restaurant? Most typical soba, I think, tempura soba, which just hot noodle in hot broth mm -hmm. with side of tempura. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then my favorite classic dish is kamonanban. Mm -hmm which hot noodle in hot broth with slice of duck breast mm -hmm. and duck meatball made from duck leg right. mm -hmm. and leek, of course. That's my favorite, too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, you can be only, you know, just bare uh, soba noodles, mm -hmm. you know, like... Zaru soba, the, right. dipping sauce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then because it's so simple, mm -hmm. you are asked to make the noodles texture the best and the dashi the best, dipping sauce the best. Mm -hmm. So it could be really a challenge. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's like, to me, it's like the best, most wonderful bread mm -hmm. that you can eat by itself. It tastes so much more than just, uh, you don't need to butter or anything. Uh -huh. It's a great bread. And to me, great soba, it's the texture and the flavor. Uh -huh. Yeah, you can really smell the flour. Mm -hmm. right? So so that's the variation. You, did you serve uh, zaru soba, that kind of simple version? Uh -huh. Of course. Right. Okay. What about the creative soba? Creative soba... So, oh, let's see. Chashu number was popular, but also Hiyash Chashu was popular, which I took inspiration from Hiyash Chuka. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a cold noodle with dashi and sesame sauce, mm -hmm. and I served with karashi, Chinese mustard, okay. instead of wasabi. Right. Mm -hmm. So the chashu and also hiyashi chuka, like this, those, those are Chinese versions, like closer to ramen, mm -hmm. right? And chashu is a famous topping for ramen. Uh -huh. So kind of uh, mixed both idea of yeah, ramen, yeah, yeah. so that it's familiar to mm -hmm. people. Mm, interesting. Okay. And... Uh, 
And you decided to leave Miyabi 45th in 2016,、mm-hmm. right? So, why? Well, I found out I was pregnant、mm. on 2015. Then I worked until week 38. Then I took six months maternity leave.、Mm. Then my business partner wants to go different direction. So I decided to not come back.、Mm. Mm. Okay. But、uh, I saw those、uh, past media reviews. That's really, people went nuts、mm-hmm. about you so much. Yeah. Right, so I'm sure people missing you still、mm-hmm. a lot. I hope so. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.、Uh, so let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll talk about、uh, what exactly soba is and its health benefit. So please stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Brooklyn Ball Factory, a Japanese eatery and coffee shop located at 95 Montrose Avenue in East Williamsburg. Behind its large steel doors, Brooklyn Ball Factory is brewing up some of the city's best tea and coffee. Grab a pour over, matcha latte, or yuzu ginger mint tea. For lunch, Brooklyn Ball Factory offers sandwiches and curries. Or think inside the box and order one of their bentos, like meatball. Grilled veggies or pork shabu shabu. The meatballs, a favorite, are made with beef chuck roll and short rib in a sweet sour sauce of apples cooked in soy. And did we mention the roof deck? After your coffee and food have been prepared, climb the staircase behind the counter to find an oasis in the middle of Brooklyn. Visit Brooklyn Ball Factory at 95 Montrose Avenue in Williamsburg and check out their new location opening in Hell's Kitchen. Learn more at bkballfactory.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats, broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Mutsuko Soma, who is a soba chef based in Seattle. So, now let's talk about soba.、Uh, for listeners who are not familiar with soba,、mm-hmm. um, could you tell us what it is? So, in Japan, soba means buckwheat,、mm-hmm. also means buckwheat noodle.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what ingredients? It's a buckwheat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And、uh, you know, to make noodles. Oh, I see, I see. I usually make traditional style buckwheat noodles 20% wheat,、mm. 80% buckwheat,、mm. no salt, just water, just、mm. three simple ingredients. Okay,、mm-hmm. so it sounds like、uh, you know, the water could change the flavor and、mm-hmm. what kind of、uh, the region it comes from、uh-huh. could change the whole thing. And you said 20% wheat and、uh, buckwheat 80%,、uh-huh. right? And I heard.、Um, There is a towari soba, means 100%、uh-huh. buckwheat. And I heard it's very difficult to make. But why is that? Because、um, buckwheat doesn't have gluten,、okay. so it doesn't stick together.、Mm. So you have to make super careful.、Mm. It's not difficult to make, but doesn't last long. Oh, it breaks because、uh-huh. it's, there's no gluten,、uh-huh. there's no stick, sticky thing. Right. Well, that means it's gluten free, it's, it's towari soba.、Uh-huh. Right. Okay, so、um, yeah, I heard、uh, the soba came from、uh, Japan originally from China、mm-hmm. uh, in the mid 5th century, like really long history.、Uh-huh. Right. Um, so, wh- um, it's just a crazy question, but why do you think soba is so popular? Because 
you know, in any town uh-huh. or any train station, uh-huh. you find sober places than even ramen shops. So uh-huh. do you have any idea why they're so popular in Japan? Soba got popular later at the period, mm-hmm. along with tempura and sushi. That mm. was popular fast food. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, Edo period is like 17th, 18th century, uh-huh. right? So that was when the uh, general public became slightly richer. Uh-huh. So middle class expanded and started to enjoy soba, sushi, mm-hmm. and buckwheat. And that time, people were eating white rice instead of brown rice mm. because technology developed. Right. So Edo people started getting very, very diseased. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. Right. Then people discover... Okay, if I eat soba, I won't get very, very disease. Mm, uh-huh. okay, so it's so like a health benefit. Oh, so it's like a work as a supplement because uh-huh. the, the processed white rice didn't have any vitamins or minerals mm-hmm. like the whole grain rice. Right. Interesting. Right. Okay, so how uh, do you make soba? What's the process? Soba noodles making process. So I shift flour and buckwheat mm-hmm. into a large bowl. Mm. Then carefully adding water, okay. right? Using just fingertip to like mix mm. until it became wet panko texture. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Then I'm carefully adding more water mm. and just keep kneading. Okay. Until it start becoming a pimple ball size. Mm. Right. I I saw um, you know the soba soba uchi the soba making process uh-huh. demonstration before and then I noticed that. The buckwheat is so absorbent. Mm-hmm. So unless you work really quickly mm-hmm. and you have to add the water little by little, mm-hmm. it's kind of messy. Its yeah. texture gets really messed uh-huh. up in a way. Because buckwheat protein melts in water. You cannot add too much water. It has to be light amount. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Okay. And what's the temperature? Is it like a room temperature? Yeah, room temperature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what's next? Then start kneading mm-hmm. right? until the dough gets shiny. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's like good workout for <laughs> five minutes, right? <laughs> right. Then I have to push all air out mm. inside of the dough okay. so it doesn't get weird, like bubbly. This technique called kiku neri because mm-hmm. huh? yeah. it looks like a kiku flower. Like a chrysanthemum. Yeah, flower. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Okay, uh-huh. so yeah, like a kneading, kneading, and then because you roll it, mm-hmm. as you kind of twist, mm-hmm. it creates uh, the shape of the flower. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Then I squeeze that flower part into a, how to say, like a tulip flower shape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then start making kiss chocolate, like hazy kiss chocolate <laughs> shape. <laughs> okay. And press down. Mm. So final kneading product looks like a Gouda cheese weed. Mm. Okay, chrysanthemum, mm-hmm. tulip, and a kiss, mm-hmm. and a Gouda. Yes. Okay. <laughs> then finally rolling. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So rolling, and I I remember the, when I saw the, you know, the demonstration, mm-hmm. the shape keeps changing interestingly. Uh-huh. Right? So maybe you can just process, you know, the, explain the process of... It's almost a... From uh, it's like a round uh-huh. circle, circle first, yeah, to square, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do it. So you're making bigger and bigger, perfect circle mm-hmm. first. Then you roll 
dough into a stick、mm. and you just like swing the stick. Okay. The, so the rolling pin is really long,、uh-huh. right? Like a Japanese sword. It's 120 centimeters. Okay.、Mm-hmm. Which is, I don't know, I cannot say in inches, but it's pretty long. It's like a five to inches. Okay.、Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. So after like swing the circle, no, swing the circle becoming square. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, why do you make it into square? <laughs> This is called kakudashi.、Um, okay.、Uh-huh. Just like naturally swing the door gets point. So,、mm-hmm. you're making four point. That、okay. point becoming、uh, you know, the sh- shape of a square. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's easier to cut into noodles than in circles. Well, You have to make noodles thin, right?、Mm-hmm. So you're not making just like flat, big seed. Right. You have to like keep organizing. We usually use three sticks,、mm-hmm. two rolling pin, no, two holding pin, one rolling pin. So you have to like roll the end.、Mm-hmm. So you can like keep, keep going to,、uh, you know, get very thin part. Okay. Right. So eventually you make it as thin as possible. Mm hmm. So that it doesn't break. Yeah. Right.、Huh? Okay. And you cut it. Yeah. Right.、Mm-hmm. So I saw the big knife、mm-hmm. to cut the, the noodles.、Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's crazy shaped.、Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And I heard it's pretty expensive too to have it that. It is. <laughs>、uh-huh. right. How much is it? Like about? Like 500. Wow.、Mm-hmm. It's like a it's big square shape,、mm-hmm. not like a Western knife, but then. I heard it's、uh, if you press down, the whole、um, pressure goes evenly throughout、mm-hmm. the knife, so you can cut the noodles、mm-hmm. evenly.、Right. Okay, so、um, the, is it, what's the most difficult part in making soba noodles? I think adding water is hard because、mm-hmm. ratio change every day、mm-hmm. and also speed. Okay. Because after you f- finish kneading noodle, the dough is slowly getting dry.、Mm. You don't want that. So it's like after a knead, you have to go you know, as, as much as faster you can.、Mm, mm-hmm. Right. Sounds like you said the ratio of water changes because if it's a moist, moist day、mm-hmm. or dry day, you have to adjust the water.、Uh-huh. Wow. Like cold day, more water, hot、mm. day, less water. Wow.、Mm-hmm. And I'm sure as you process knead, The water goes out, coming、mm-hmm. out, so it can get dry unless you work quickly. Yeah. Right. Okay. So,、um, also, I, I heard that the soba is very healthy.、Mm-hmm. So, what are the health benefits? Well, people think buckwheat is actually grain, but、mm-hmm. buckwheat is not grain,、mm. it's a fruit seed. Okay.、Uh-huh. That means naturally gluten free,、mm. and also buckwheat is high in protein and low in carb. Okay.、Uh-huh. So it's very healthy to eat. Right.、Uh-huh. So perfect for losing weight and、uh-huh. staying away from gluten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Also, buckwheat contains all eight essential amino acids、mm-hmm. and antioxidants, too. Wow.、Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And like I, I said before, it's good for p r e v e n t from very, very disease because high contents of vitamin B.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I also heard that it lowers the blood pressure,、mm-hmm. prevents diabetes and、mm-hmm. cancer, anti aging, 
and detoxified liver so uh-huh. you can avoid hangover yep. kind of the whole thing great for hangover no really? uh-huh. <laughs> is it proven uh-huh. <laughs> i think that's why soba is still popular in tokyo people eat like late night and early morning to uh, you know avoid hangover right interesting uh-huh. oh wow okay so that's a health food for mm-hmm. sure for everybody um, okay. Another thing, it's you know it's December, closer to the end of the year, and soba is a very important part of Japanese culture. And mm-hmm. the most symbolic example yep. is Toshikoshi soba, mm-hmm. which is uh, what is it? Toshikoshi means year crossing. So Toshikoshi soba is soba people eat in New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of story, but this custom start um, because of three reasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Japanese people are wishing uh, long life and mm. wealth. So right. simply length of noodle, of soba noodle, is wishing long life. Mm. And also sounds of eating soba, it's tsuru tsuru kame kame. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Tsuru tsuru is slapping sound, mm-hmm. and kame kame is chewing sound. Mm-hmm. Tsuru is crane mm. in Japan. And people believe Tsuru has thousand years old life. Right. And the Kame is like 10,000 years. That's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Symbolic. So Tsuru Tsuru Kame Kame is like long life. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Other um, stories, goldsmith collect gold flag mm. using buckwheat dough in his studio for cleaning. Ah. So buckwheat meaning collecting gold. So it's a wealth. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. I've never heard of it. That's interesting. Okay. So in, in any case, we have... Um, at the New Year's Eve, if you eat noodles, you mm-hmm. have a richer, healthier year yep. next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then works for hangover. So it's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so uh, where can we eat your soba now? Well, I don't have a restaurant right now, so I'm occasionally doing pop-up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like uh, once a month. In Seattle? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if someone invites me, I can go anywhere. So, oh, okay. <laughs> please oh, invite me. Right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe New Year's Eve this yeah. year. <laughs> right. And uh, so you just had a pop-up with uh, Shota Nakajima Bunaka, who was our guest on episode 63. Mm-hmm. So how did it go? was good. His restaurant is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he has like old beautiful plate from Japan. Mm-hmm. And he's such a young, talented chef. Right. Uh-huh. Mm. So Naka is a kaiseki restaurant mm-hmm. and then using local Seattle ingredients mm-hmm. with a traditional technique mm-hmm. that he learned in Kyoto. Right. right. So so he used threw in a soba elements in his kaiseki. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So what kind of soba did you make? We use um, wagyu beef from Washington State and also matsutake mushroom from mm. Washington State. Wow. So it's like a sukiyaki style wagyu beef matsutake Dipping sauce with soba. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I wish I was able to be there. <laughs> it was super good. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. So that kind of uh, pop-up, do you work with different chefs? Uh-huh. Also, I do um, demonstration. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So in Seattle only? Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe you should uh, come to New York. I should. <laughs> right. Um, so are you planning to open another soba restaurant sometime in the future? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So what kind of? So... Um, you know, end of the meal, people say gochisousama in Japan. Mm. Gochisousama meaning um, literally, like, thank you for running around. Because mm. back, back time, people have to running around to collect ingredients. Mm. 
Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.